As the year comes to an end, today we'll look at the recent trends that were observed on YouTube. Hi there. Welcome to the Business Line podcast. This is Navodita Ganguly. YouTube India director Ishan John Chatterjee joins me to talk about the recent rise of YouTube Shorts, consumption pattern in the platform, their fight against fake news and the usage of AI by the social media giant. Listen in. Hi Ishan, thank you so much for joining. Thank you Navodita, happy to be here. So Ishan, just to talk about the recent trends that happened in the year, uh, could you explain a bit about the trends that you saw on YouTube? Something that was different, something that stood apart. If you could just summarize a bit about the same. Sure. Uh, Navita, uh, we are celebrating 15 years of YouTube in the country this year. Uh, so we've really gone through an entire journey, which in many ways mirrors India's own digital transformation. Uh, you asked about this year. Over the last, I would say, couple of years, just uh, pre-COVID to now, uh, we saw some very interesting trends. The first is around the growth of short-form video as a category. Now, with the explosion of creative tools on everyone's mobile devices, um, anyone can be a creator today, and we're seeing a lot of casual creation happen f- uh, from all parts of the country, especially from non-metro, non-urban areas, and the content is coming in languages other than English and in Hindi. I think that's one big trend. The second big trend is the growth of consumption of YouTube on the living room screen, on big TV screens. Um, And that living room screen has been the fastest growing surface for us in the last five years. So that the growth of consumption on the on the big screen, as well as the growth of casual creation on mobile devices is one um, very interesting trend that we saw in in 2023. And the other part is on the nature of both viewership as well as content creation coming from every part of the country in every language across genres and verticals. That diversity is the other trend that we saw. Okay, got it. And in terms of news consumption, there are lots of independent journalists who are choosing YouTube as a platform apart from news organizations. So on that note, could you tell me a bit about the trend in terms of news consumption that you saw this year? Yeah, news is a very important vertical for for YouTube. Um, We recently saw a study done by Kantar and the Google News uh, Initiative, which found that video as a format is the most preferred format for uh, viewers now in India to consume news content. And we think one of the reasons that's the case is because video transcends literacy barriers. You know, you don't need to be able to read or write in order to be able to um, uh, you know, con- consume uh, news on YouTube. Uh, and as a result of this, we're seeing consumption again come from all parts of the country. That same study that I referred to earlier found that one in two Indian language internet users consume news in India. And of that group, almost two thirds come from non-urban areas. And so that's the kind of uh, consumption that we are seeing happening across uh, the country when it comes to news. Interesting. And uh, when you were talking in the beginning about short form of video uh, being a trend, uh, all companies are giving extreme importance to YouTube shorts. Do you think that will be something that will continue in the future as well? Yes, I think it will. Navadita, to our point on shorts consumption, um, it's a relatively new category. Uh, uh, It launched in India only two or three years ago. And if you look at the average daily views that we saw, it grew 120% year on year over from July this year to July the previous year. That gives you an idea of the extent of the consumption shift. 
And as I said earlier, the creators who are creating this content across these categories are coming from all socioeconomic backgrounds across all languages and mostly from non-urban, non-metro towns. And one of the big things that we think will continue this uh, growth of the short form video categories that earlier this year we announced monetization of shorts which again will be a we hope a big contribution to the creator economy and will help a lot of these short form first creators convert their passions into professions could you explain a bit about this monetization of shorts how is it going as of now and you also mentioned that now it's not only english or hindi it's lots of other languages what are the languages that's dominating in terms of india yeah, on the f first part of your question, we launched the YouTube partner program in India in 2011. Uh, and this was a really seminal launch for us because it was the for the first time that creators could start making money on YouTube. Now, there are many different ways creators can make money, and we are constantly working to diversify those new ways of uh, monetization. Uh, one of the primary ways to do so, of course, is through ad sharing, uh, ad revenue sharing. Uh, but we also have uh, features like fan funding, which allows users to you know, pay their favorite creators directly. We have a subscriptions product as well. Uh, and so to your point about shorts, uh, we announced uh, the monetization of shorts uh, in uh, announced it late last year. It went live in Q1 of this year, uh, and it's been doing well so far. So um, one thing I can share is that since we launched till now, every month, we have seen our short form revenue actually uh, increase month on month. So it really is uh, uh, moving in the right direction. Got it. Now talking about fake news, uh, with people consuming more content on YouTube, fake news has also been increasing rapidly. Now with the advent of AI, deep fakes are also on the rise. So what are the steps that YouTube is taking to curb fake news? Thank you for asking this question because there is really nothing that is more important to YouTube than making sure the platform is safe. This is an area that we have invested in a lot uh, in terms of the processes and the systems that we have in order to make sure that uh, the platform is safe. And maybe uh, I can just explain uh, that a little bit. We have a multi-pronged approach to this. So the first thing is uh, we have very clear and well-established community guidelines that dictate what kind of content is allowed on the platform and what is not. Any kind of content that violates these community guidelines, we act on and we remove and we do that consistently across the world. So that's the first prong. The second prong, and you spoke about news as a vertical especially, um, we work hard for our product to make sure that we connect viewers to the right kind of content which is coming from authoritative sources. So you may be familiar with the breaking news shelf on YouTube or the various info panels we have. We have a lot of these context products that help us raise authoritative information uh, at key points in time. And the third prong of that is what we were just discussing, monetization. So the YouTube Partner Program is, um, is, is something that not every creator gets access to. You need to meet certain guidelines and your content that you're creating needs to abide by the policies of the platform and only then you're able to monetize your content. So I think that's the broad framework that we would be looking at. Now, you also asked about deepfakes and AI. That is, of course, uh, an area recent technological advances uh, have made uh, many things possible. And it's an area that we are very, very focused on. Um, in the coming months, we will make it mandatory for all creators to disclose when they are creating synthetic content or when they're creating content that is uh, created using AI-generated tools. Now, that content could be content like um, um, 
videos of people saying or doing things that they did not actually do, or if you're creating uh, an event uh, which is realistic uh, but actually did not happen. Uh, and it's this kind of content that um, uh, you know we would we would definitely require our creators to disclose. And in addition to that, the platform will also start labeling this content so that a viewer is very aware that what they are watching is manipulated or synthetic content. Got it. And ahead of the general elections, there are always possibilities of fake news increasing. That's something that keeps happening. So do you have any particular policy or regulation that you will follow to mitigate it? We have uh, the community guidelines, uh, Navadita, which uh, determine, as I said before, what kind of uh, policies are, uh, what kind of content is allowed on our platform. You know, specifically when it comes to elections, things that mislead voters on how to vote, for example, is content that is not allowed. We do have policies in place, but the framework that we would follow in order to execute this is exactly the same that I mentioned before, which is to remove content that violates our policies, to raise authoritative content uh, at key points when viewers are, are uh, uh, looking for it. And then we keep monetization to um, a select few, uh, select uh, set of creators who meet our policies. Okay. Now, talking about the advent of artificial intelligence being a part of everyone's life, how is uh, YouTube using AI to maximize, maximize the benefit of it? Yeah, YouTube's been using AI for a long time, Navadita. So the primary, uh, primary to do two things. Uh, the first is to keep the platform safe, to make sure that the content on the platform does not violate our guidelines, as we've just been discussing. Uh, but the second part is also to make sure that we're connecting users to the kind of content that they would like to watch. So that's through our recommendation engine. But now, recent technological advances have made, um, you know, seemingly impossible things possible. And uh, we think that these new tools uh, around generative AI in particular will revolutionize video. And we're very excited to participate in this revolution in a bold but responsible way. So you will really see us uh, leaning in. Now, in the short or foreseeable future, we think that generative AI will do three things. The first is it will make new forms of creative expression possible. The second is it will make the creation process itself much simpler and easier. And the third, it will help us create and connect our creators to more viewers. And maybe I can give you an example for each of these. On the first, uh, new forms of creative expression, earlier this year, we launched a new product feature called Dream Screen, which is currently in beta testing and will roll out in uh, the months to come. And with Green Screen, a creator can take, uh, can uh, simply type in a text prompt and that would create an, an AI-generated image or a video background to your shots. Uh, so you can imagine the kind of creativity that that could unlock. On the second one, making the creation process uh, you, you know, more efficient, we launched a new app called YouTube Create, which is a world-class editing app now available on Android. It's absolutely free, and it offers pretty sophisticated editing tools to anyone. So the tools like, you know, clearing up your audio background noise automatically or, you know, beat matching your music and your video track or applying filters and effects. Um, all this is now possible through YouTube Create and it, you know, frees up time for creators to focus on the actual creative process and making great content. And finally, on the last one on helping um, creators meet, reach more viewers, we also recently announced an AI uh, powered tool called Allowed which will help creators dub content into different languages. So you can imagine if you're a language creator who makes language in, say, English, and if you wanted to take it to um, you know, different parts of India, 
uh, into different regional languages allowed uh, in the future uh, should be able to help with that. So those are maybe three specific use cases that we are very excited about when it comes to AI. Okay. Okay, understood. Uh, now, just to conclude, do you have any closing thoughts on the overall trend that happened in the up, uh, last year? What do you expect from the upcoming year? Yeah, I think um, we're very excited about the upcoming year. We covered a few of the trends, which is the growth of short form as a category about uh, consumption on the living room screen, about content creation coming from every part of the country across genres and verticals. One area that might be uh, interesting for you uh, and your uh, listeners to hear about is uh, our latest announcements on the monetization front. Um, if I just take a step back, one of YouTube's core core strategies is to make sure that we are the best place for creators to create. And one way we do that is by helping them monetize and create sustainable businesses. Now, there are two new launches that we are uh, uh, actually just launching right now. First is called Brand Connect, and that is YouTube's branded content platform that connects creators to brands and agencies for specific marketing campaigns. So if you're a brand and agency and if you're looking for a particular mix or a profile of creators to help get your message across, Brand Connect can help you. And then if you're a creator, um, you know, um, you can position yourself to various brands with the help of certain tools like a customizable media insights kit. So YouTube will be able to share with you, you know, audience insights and demographics from your YouTube channel that you can then package up and then share with brands. And we think that this uh, tool should help both brands and creators come together to create exciting marketing campaigns and it will be an additional way for creators to monetize. So that's one exciting thing that's on the horizon. The second one is around podcasts. Now, podcasting has been a, um, a quite a popular genre on um, uh, a format genre on YouTube for a long time now. But we've worked hard in the last year to build a new podcasting experience, which is just going live now on YouTube Music. And from a viewer perspective, it has um, you know, you know, much improved listening experience. So you can uh, come in and step out of a podcast and, and uh, come back at exactly the same place. In the coming months, we'll be able to tell you which podcasts in a particular channel you've already watched. There's a new discovery uh, features that are launched. You'll have a podcast shelf that helps you as a viewer discover new content. Uh, and then as a creator, we want to make it very easy for you to either create a new podcast or take an existing playlist and convert that into a podcast. It's pretty simple. You can do that in Creator Studio. Or if you want to launch even an audio-only podcast, even that's possible, and we can help you with static images or you know dynamic video formats in your background. Um, and we think that this new format will, again, drive consumption and therefore monetization for creators. So those are two exciting new launches for 2024 that uh, you know we'd love for your listeners to keep a lookout for. That sounds really interesting. Uh, talking about podcasts, if I could ask a follow-up question, um, YouTube is mostly seen as this video uh, platform where you go to watch videos and you go to uh, Spotify or any other platform to listen to podcasts. So do you think you'd be able to compete with that? Uh, well, um, you know, video podcasting, as we've said before, uh, has been uh, a, a, a well-established platform uh, content and format genre on the on YouTube for a long time. Um, and what's really interesting is the broad uh, 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 breadth 
of content podcasts that are created across different verticals. So, you know, in addition to the traditional podcasts that you'd see in the, within the news vertical uh, and, and various other sort of non-fiction related verticals, you can also see it in comedy. For example, Cyrus Brocha has a very interesting uh, uh, and funny podcast. Uh, you have Shantanu, uh, the founder of Bombay Shaving Company, who does a podcast called The Barbershop. And uh, we also have Anupama Chopra, for example, doing a very interesting podcast uh, on Hindi cinema. So those are just examples of formats and verticals that have worked well. Uh, and uh, to your question about Spotify, let's see uh, how it plays out in the year, in the year to come. Uh, and there was just one other thing, maybe just to uh, add, is that you yeah. know, from a uh, subscriber standpoint, um, YouTube also recently announced 80 million paid subscribers uh, globally on uh, um, on music and premium. So that might be an interesting stat for your listeners to to consider. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. All right, great on that note. Thanks a lot for joining in. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Nabadita.